0: Today's daf is Daf Lamed Zayin. We're holding at the bottom of Lamed Bov Days. We finished off yesterday discussing that Yosef had an extra letter added to his name because he was Makarashem Shamayim Shemayim Befar That in private he was Mekadesh Shamayim when he was able to overcome the uh, attempts to be uh, seduced by the wife of Potiphar. Uh, 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 by the wife of Potiphar. And it said, in Yehuda he had Hashem, and he was given, and Yosef was given one of the name letters of Hashem's name. Yehuda had all four of Hashem's uh, uh, letters of Hashem's name in the Yud Kevavke, because he was Shem Hashem Shemayim Befarhesia in uh, in public. So I had said, which is not the correct track. I had said yesterday that's probably referring to when he had he had publicly admitted that it was he was the father of the uh, twins of Tamar. That is not. The, the, the reason that the Gemara is about to give. Let's see it in sight. So it says the Gemara as follows. Where uh, is it... Uh, it's two lines from the bottom. Yehuda Mayhi. Where do we see Yehuda was Mekad shamayim in public? So the Gemara says, you know what it's going to refer to is when it came to Kriyas Yam nobody wanted to jump into the water. Who was the one that jumped in? Nachshon Ben Aminadav, who was the head of which tribe? The tribe of Yehuda, that was considered to be a big Kiddush Hashem, the uh, complete emuna and trust that HaKadosh Baruch will take care of them. That is why Yehuda was given the letters Yitkei Vavke based on the actions that are going to happen in the future by Nachshon Ben-Aminotov. That is the answer that one is going to say. But it's actually not so posh Who is the one that jumped in first? So Moana says, like the Sanya, we learned that the Brai Sanyar was standing by the Dead Sea. They were actually arguing with each other. One said, I want to go into the Yamsu first. So according to this version, everybody wanted to go in, and each one was here. So what happens? Kafat Shivta shel ben Yamin, shevet Yamin, all went headfirst into the Yam. the Yam as the pasuk says, the Morabba quotes a pasuk from Tehilim: Sham ben Yamin tsayir over there. Yamin, the ben Yamin was the youngest of all the tribes. Rodem was the leader and uh, uh wrote, and don't read it as, leader, Ela, raid, Yom. They were the ones who went down into the ocean. Fahyus, Yehuda, Rogmin, Oisam, and the uh, leaders of Yehuda were stoning them. They were upset because Yehuda was supposed to be the ones who lead, and they were upset that Benyamin jumped the gun. Shneemar, Sare Yehuda, that's the rest of the Pasuk in Tehillim, Sare Yehuda, Regmasam, they were stoning them. But Leficha. but because of that act, of Emuna that Ben Yamin jumped in first and the Kadashem Shemain this is according to Beyer, they became the uh, the 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 uh, the, in, the the like the, uh, the, the ones who are the innkeepers. They were the innkeepers for the for the Almighty. What does it mean? Shenema ben of that between their uh, shoulders he will rest. means referring to that the Kaddish Kedoshim ended up in the part of Benjamin because of this act. So, Amalek of Yehuda, which is the way we usually understand it, is that said, that's not what happened. No one wanted to jump in first. Kafats Nachshan Ben Aminar, Ben who was the head of the tribe of Yehuda, he jumped in first, the Yadav Le Yam and he went into the Wabshan. I was surrounded by the denial of Ephraim, or Mamirman with the deceit of Beis Yisroh, means a lack of trust, and Emunah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Yehuda, Ode, Rehid and Yehuda, nevertheless, they went down into the ocean, means the, Nachman, Yehuda, from the tribe of Yehuda, nobody else was had the Emunah to do it, and he went, and had the trust in Hashem, and went down, right, uh, Ode, Rehid uh, 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 I'm sorry, Odreid Imkel. I'm sorry, and he was still the similar pshana Odreid Imkel, He was still he was still the leader of the of of the uh, is it Amkel? I think it should be Amkel. Let me see. Odreid uh, Amkel. He was the leader of the nation of Hashem, uh, right? Allah be and uh, and I guess the, the, the raid over there also is being understood. He went down. In, uh, before everyone else, Nachshon jumped in. And it's explained in Kabbalah. When the word refers to Kabbalah, it means Nevi'im, the words of the Nevi'im. When it's written, it's also, this is also explained in, in the Nevi'im, that Hoshieni Elohim, that this is what Klai what, we what, uh, uh, were calling out, or Moshe was calling out, come and save me, Hashem, kibom ayam at because the waters have got to our soul. Uh, I, I mean, we're about to drown. But maybe it was Nachshon who was saying this. Anyway, But anyway, they were, they were about uh, the water. Tav'ati Biven Metzula. Uh, I am Nachshon. I'm drowning in the shadows of, 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 of the depths. Ain maimed. I have no place to stand anymore. Al Shibola's mind Do not let the crests of water uh, drown me, wash me away. Fa'al launi Metzula. And don't let the murky waters uh, uh, swallow me up. At that time when when uh, when when they were by the Yamsu, Moshe was it going on and on in his Tfilos, he said, My beloved ones are are, are drowning in the, in the in the in the ocean. and you're just going on and on with your tfilos. The funnel before me. I'm the Lasos. So Moshe said to Shem, What do you want me to do? So I'm our Lord, Dabro, so you tell Bene, so go and lift up your stick and a tail as I am and spread it over the ocean, spread it, stretch out your arm. But the one who actually jumped in was not shown, and therefore. Yehuda got the name Yudke Vavke, and the Gemara concludes This is this leadership is why Yehuda merited to become the leaders of the Jewish people that Yehuda was sanctified. Uh, over Yisroel and Yisroel uh, uh, Lekacho was sanctified in the position of leadership and Yisroel Mam and his constituents was, was, was Kla Yisroel Ma Kachor, what's the reason Yehuda that's the way to read the posthum D- why were they designated sanctified for this purpose for Shalosav, yonos, because the ocean saw and ran away and fled because of the actions of Nachshon who jumped into the ocean first T- <laughs> the first then. So we, it's machlokas, but the Kabbalah, the, 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 Kabbal, the Masorah, is the way to say that is it's nachshon. When you say, when when you say somebody who's the first way to do anything, he's acting like a nachshon. That's a nachshon. That's the expression. And so then where did we, I'm sorry to mm. I said. And so where, if we're not learning out that the uh of was in trouble with the government from this, remember where we learned it out from them? Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you mean?
1: Meaning no, this this
0: would this, 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 this would fit. We had it before in this, not in, this, in, this fit, in the episode of Megillah. No, oh Vinyani oh oh not the one that, You're they, saying the Gemara here is saying the reason. Right, the one the Gemara we had before. The Gemara says in in, in, in in we had it in 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 uh, the Gemara we had it in Megillah and in Makos, I believe as well, is because he was crying the whole day. He was. The Yeoman was crying and upset that he didn't get the Cheilet. Therefore, because of that, Hashem gave it to him. That's what the Gemara says, and that would be according to this uh, the opinion you. of Judah. Time E that it's not possible that... Lomar uh, We have two Psukim. We have a passage in, 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 in Devarim where Moshe recounts of what's going to happen at Har Hrizim Har Eval. And we have a passage in Yeshua, where Yeshua records what happened in Gvar Gizmahar Eval. And in one version of it, it seems to be that Leviim were on the mountain. And in one version of it, it appears to say that Leviim were between the mountains. Someone says, where was Levi? Someone says, like this. So, uh, so Reb says, He It's hard. You can't say that Levi were at the bottom between the mountains, because one version says they were above. And You can't say that there was Al, they were on top of the mountain, and because one version says they were at the bottom. how do you reconcile both So The elders, the Chashuvim, uh, the the important people of the, of the Kohuna and Levi they were on the mountain. Bashar, the rest of Shevet Levi were Lamal uh, uh, I'm sorry, the important ones, the ones who were going to say the blessings and the curses they were Lamata and the rest of the tribe they were Lamala. Rabbi Hashir says that's not how it was divided. Same idea, it was divided. That's why both Sukkim can, can be reconciled. They were both on top of the mountains and below but Rav Amar, Kola Ro'i Lamata. Anyone was fit to serve as a Levi between the ages of 30 and 50, Levi, must Fit to serve, so therefore they would be in bottom between the mountains. Fa Sharla the rest of the tribe were the one above. Now Rebbi has a whole different take. This is the way Rashi seems to learn him. Rebbi learns there was no one on the mountains. Everybody was between the mountains. Ah, it says Al. The Bazak says that they were Al, al, and then al and al He said the word Al doesn't mean on, it means next to. So actually, I mean, there were certain tribes were next to certain of the mountains, but everybody was below. Nobody was above on the mountain. Now, therefore, that also reconciles the problem with Levi. Because Levi, they actually, no, no Levim were on the mountain. Why? Because nobody was on any of the mountains. They were all between the mountains. That's how Rebbe understands it. The lesson it. yesterday was that we said that Levim were divided. The That's not according to Rebbe. Rebbe has a different understanding. Rabbi right, no one was on the mountain. So why is like this? Rabbi mm-hmm. Yehoshua, that both the levim and the rest of the shvatim were below. Right, the matim Half they all turned their faces to Har And they began with blessing. They all turned their faces to Har And they. Then uh, uh, began with the curses. So my al al. So what does it mean? There was alam al grizim and arhal eivam al just means besamach. What does besamach means? They were next to Kedushan. We see the same interpretation of Rebbe that the word al means next to in the Torah. It doesn't necessarily mean on. Where do we see this? Kedushan. It says banasata We know that the the there were uh, uh, two stacks of six loaves. On the uh, shulchan that went in the heichal, and it says, and you put on each stack. It says, "Alamareches," you put a spoon of levona frankincense. The halacha is, you don't actually put the spoon on the, the stacks. It went next to, even though it says, "Masata the word al is interpreted not as on, but the word al means next to. So therefore, when al says Rebbe, Rebbe Omer means al is besambach. Now you're going to question this. How do you know over there it means besambach? How do you know that the spoon didn't actually go? on the stack of the breads. Maybe mamish went on top. He says, there's a third source and therefore clearly it means we know that the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kedoshim were divided by what? By a parochus. There was a parochus. There was a curtain. Now in the Kodesh Kedoshim there was the Aron, and uh, and the and outside of the Kodesh kedoshim which was divided by the paroches, there was the shulchan, there was the menorah, there's the mezvachazov. When it talks about the paroches, it uses an interesting language. It says as follows: It says you make the paroches, right? Vesakosa al ha'aron, and it will cover, right? It will cover or protect al ha'aron. Now we know that the paroches did not was not draped. Over okay. the Aaron, so what does Al mean over there? Next Must mean next to. So Al Aaron have the Omer You see the word Al means the Samach, and therefore it means the by the Levona, and it also means the Samach over here by Har Grizim and Har Aval. That is the interpretation of Rebbe. Not agreed to by everybody, but that is their interpretation. What was on Aaron? It was nothing else. What's that? The Aaron didn't have any covering. Aaron had a had a. The, the 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 art cover the, the wood what art what wood the iron was made with gold three three boxes one gold wood gold yeah yeah but right. that but again there wasn't the parochus that went on it it was a kapora no, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the oh, was covering it like that yeah it wasn't draped over by draped the parochus. all right so it's more like this. So, now, they said, so, we said already each thing was said, both in the positive and the negative, in a lotion of, 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 of curse and a lotion of blessing. Blessed are those that don't make molten images, and cursed are those that make a molten image. And one they faced one way, one way faced the other. But then what I was going to say over here is that actually each one of these specific 11 blessings and curses, not only they were said in the positive and the negative, which each time it's a, it's a certain covenant. It means you violate, you violate the covenant, right? He said, but actually we're going to see that every single mitzvah in the Torah is really comprised of four elements. What are they comprised of? There's the Lil' mode. You have an obligation to study. Lilamed, you have an obligation to teach. Lishmar, you have an obligation to safeguard. The mashia means to review, so you don't forget it. And lasos, to do it, to perform it. So meaning like this. So each mitzvah is com- com- uh, comprised. We say it in Krishna, in the Prophet Krishna. Kriishma. Uh, Lilamed, lalamed, lishmar, velasos. Okay. So therefore, what's the kain? What's that? Well, Lassos is the Kayan. Lassos is the Kayan. Now, so now the point is that it comes out that each mitzvah, each one of the curses we're going to say is a mitzvah. And we're going to see that according to at least one interpretation, these were the 11 that were picked on but actually they were representative of all 613 mitzvahs because it was a, considered to be a covenant. So each mitzvah, first of all, it was said, each blessing, which and, is and, a blessing and a curse, right? So each one is divided into four. And also there was another, it was, it was said in, a, in general terms and also in specific terms. What I mean by general terms, is because there was a general covenant that was made with each mitzvah it was said in, in general terms that blessed is he who, 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 is, uh, a, who upholds th- uh, this Torah and cursed is he who does not uphold this Torah. So that was like a general covenant that's associated. So somebody breaks the covenant on the specific level, also has broken the covenant on the general covenant on the general terms, because each covenant had attached to it the specific as well as the general, and not only that each one of the four components were said both in a uh, in the specific term, meaning let's just go to the case of blessed is he who studies. The, uh, not to do the, to uh, the, to make molten images. Not and blessed is who teaches. Not to do the right. That's on the specific level, but on the general level, blessed is he who studies to uphold the Torah. Blessed is he who teaches to uphold the Torah. Blessed is he. So means each one of the four components was involving in on general term as a covenant and on the. uh, I mean, each each general was the same, or the general was specific to each 11. The general is... Torah. A, well, general, you're not mentioning specifics, but it means there was a general covenant attached to each one of the specifics. How it's exactly worded, That's we could think about. Blessing. Now, the point, let me just get this, not lose digress here. Satan so, Bon and Boruch Bechlal, that each blessing was said in general terms and each blessing was said in specific terms. In general, is for upholding the Torah. Specific is where you got into the the details of each one. All right, and and so to the curses was said. In cursed is he who does not uphold the Torah. Right, right, the or prat. Okay, and. Each mitzvah, in addition to being broken down into blessing, cursing in general terms, specific terms, was also broken down into four categories. Lil-mode, that you had to study, Lilameid, that you had to teach, Lishmar, that you have to safeguard, which again the masha means that you have to review, that you have to do then that ensures that you're safeguarded. And the last one is lasos, the performance that you have to perform, either do or not do it. Okay? Now haray arba arba. So now the way the Mevorish explained so. Therefore, we, the way the Mevorish says that if you take, let's take one mitzvah. So one mitzvah. Let's just focus on the first two components on lil mode ulalameid. Right. Let's divide into lil mode ulalameid. So lil mode has really there's four on lil mode. Why is there four on lil mode? Four components on the mitzvah because you have it both in the in the general and in the. Uh, Specific. Specific, okay, and you have lil mode ulilamid, okay. So therefore, it's it's you have. So therefore, you have one second. You have over here four the, the, from the from the lil mode ulamid is four and four, which uh, which equals eight. But how does it come four and four? Because you're saying if you're saying each component. In the general and the specific, which each component is now two, and it's said as a blessing and as a curse, which is four, and you have lil nod ul which is eight. But right, You understand each each component is four: general, specific, blessing, curse. Yeah. So that's four, and so you have so lil malameh is four. Uh, so, so each one has eight. So therefore, on lil malameh, when you add lishmor v'laasos, then it comes out sixteen. So it comes at each mitzvah. Has actually 16 covenants attached to it. Clear? Yeah. Alright. So, what like this? So, Arba Arba, so just the way to read it, so Arba Arba is going to the Lishmar Velas, the Lamed, right? So, therefore, so again, so Nochamol, just the way to read it in the Gemara, it says, so Lilmot Lameh, Lishmar Lasas, Hare Arba. That's four categories. So, it comes at Arba Arba, each one, Lishmar, we focus on the first two, Lishmar, that it's a Lilmot Lameh, uh, it's four, for Hare Shmona, right? And then, and then the the, 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 the the second two categories, Lishmar Velasos, is also going to be Shmona. Harei meaning if you violate any one of these mitzvahs, you've broken sixteen covenants. All right. Now the Chain B'Sinai, that's also at Har Sinai. The six hundred thirteen mitzvahs in Har Sinai were also given in the same way that attached to each mitzvah is sixteen covenants. Before Christ crossed over the Yardang they were in Arvaz Mo. Moshe Rabbeinu made a new covenant and according to this opinion, there was each mitzvah also was repeated in this particular manner. So it's another 16 covenants. So there was never Elo Divrei Avraz I should see Mo'sha these are the words of the covenant the new covenant of Avraz Mo'av which Siru Shmartmos takes out the second pulsing but anyway Nimtsa Memches Brisos I'll call Metzvaver Metzva it comes out now that any Jew that violates any one of the 613 mitzvahs he has violated 48 covenants Associated with any one of the mitzvahs of the Torah it's sixteen six, times four. Three, times three, because there was uh, Hagrizim Har Eval, there's Arvus Moav, and there's Har Sinai. Six. That is forty-eight covenants. Each mitzvah has sixteen has as uh, sixteen attached to it. Comes out forty-eight. Now, Rav Shimon ups the ante by quite a bit. Listen to what Rav Shimon uh, says, like this. Now, first of all, I'm sorry. Let's just before we get to it. Rab Shimon says like this. Rab Shimon disagrees. He says Har Grizim Har Eva was only focusing on these eleven blessings and curses. So you can't tell me that every mitzvah has 16 covenants because Har Hargrizim Ha'eval was not all 613 mitzvahs. Har Ha'eval only was dealing with the blessing of the curses of the 11 mentioned there. So Rabbi Shimon Har Hargrizim Ha'eval but machnis ohel moed. But he holds when the ohel moed was erected, there was also a new covenant. It was a recreation of Har Sinai. And again, at that point, all six hundred thirteen mitzvahs were, uh, uh, were, were 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 expressed. The, the were bound were bound by them, and that's where you have another sixteen. So he agrees that it's forty eight covenants. But the machlokas is was that Oel moed or was that hard grizim har Now we understand the machlokas was HaGrizim har because on that end is was it only the eleven things that were mentioned there or was it all six hundred thirteen? But what about Oel moed? So Oel moed also was going to bring down. those an interesting machlokas. There's a, a Huge fundamental machlokas between Rabbi Yishmoel and Rabbi Akiva. What happened at Har, at Har Sinai? According to one opinion, at Har Sinai they were only given the, the headings of the mitzvahs. But not just for example, that says that you have to shech the korban ola and the shlomim. They said you have to shech the zavachtes, ola secho But how and what and, and how you strip and how you cut and all the details that are involved, only when Oel Moed came along. Did they get get the details? So the 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 general principles were said at C nine, um, and the specifics are need to know when it happened. All right? Now, if you've learned that, then you can't say that all 613 mitzvahs were both taught at Har Sinai and then repeated again at Al-Moed. No, because one was general principles, one was specifics. The other opinion says, no, everything was taught at Har Sinai, even the specifics. So what happened at Al-Moed? Everything was repeated. So therefore, the makhlokas of a har whether you count Har-Grizim as 613 or you count Al-Moed, is dependent on these two makhlokas. And first of all, what happened at Har-Grizim and our well, was it only the eleven or was it all six hundred and thirteen? And the other part of this machlokas is what happened at Almoed and Sinai. Was it 613 613 in the Klolim and the Protim? Or was it just the general principles Olmoed and the spe- I mean at, at Harsina and the specifics at Harsina? So that's what it's tied into. So one says the one says that to uh, the the Machlokas of what happened at Grizim and whether you count Grizim or you count Almoed is also dependent on the following machlokas. The sign of the Brahes, brought us The general principles were taught at Arsenai. The specifics were taught at O-Moed. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Clausel brought us That both general principles and specifics were taught at Harsenai, Benishnu, and then everything was repeated again, but Ol Moed, Al and it was taught a third time at Arvus Moav. And therefore there's no Hargrizim in the mix. Why? Because according to har Hargrizim only taught the eleven, did not teach the 613. Whereas according to the Tanakam of our Mishnah, Har-Grizm and Arab are in the mix. Why? Because they hold like your Yashra Bishmah when it comes to har Sinai and Ohel-Moed because they're not counted. Uh, uh, all right, let's go on. The V'ein l'cha called devar mitzvah u mitzvah sheksuva b'torah. Uh, now let me just add this last piece before I read it in sign. All right. So, uh, so the first, the first part of it is okay. Let's just finish that line. And therefore, comes out each covenant and the called var mitzvah mitzvah torah krisos. That's we just explained before. Each mitzvah has in it forty eight. Crisos uh, covenants because it has it in the blessing, it has it in the curse, it has it in the general principle, it has it in the specific and it's broken down into the four oh. categories of Lilmod, Lamed, Lishmo, Velasos. Okay. Comes along, Rab Shimon ben Yehuda, Ishkvarako says in the name of Rabshiman, Shimon an unbelievable thing. He says, actually, the, if you're going to really be specific and you want to count how many covenants you breach, he says, since every Jew has an obligation of Arvus. What does arvus mean? Is Is that I am responsible for you to keep a mitzvah or for you not to do an avera? Right. Therefore, whatever that number, the forty-eight, has to be multiplied by six hundred three thousand five hundred uh, and, and fifty. I believe the number is it means you have to multiply that the that if I if if I if if if, if I violate a covenant, right? My responsibility is that, that now comes out that every Jew has violated his covenant of making sure that what that I don't violate that mitzvah or that I keep that mitzvah. So really if you want to count how many covenants are associated with every single mitzvah that 48 is not just a standalone number. You have to multiply it by the amount of Jews in Claudius Yisrael because each yeah, Jew has right. his covenants that he's responsible for, but he's also responsible for the covenants of every... So therefore you have to multiply the 48 by the 600,000 plus in order to get the full amount of covenants that's associated with each mitzvah. 600,000 was then, but today... Okay, but I'm saying we're talking about at that time. That's what's referencing at that time. Maybe it changes. You're right. So it says like this. So Rab Shimon ben Yehuda Ish Kvar Aka Amar. So Rab Shimon ain't lack a mitzvah mitzvah shekzu betayra. So she ain't lack. She alone nichrosu uh arboim b'shmonim brisos. Uh, that there's no mitzvah Torah that has the 48, that you have to multiply it by the Sheish Mos El it's actually 603,000, Chamesh Meoz in 550. That is what you have to multiply it by. So do the math, whatever it comes out to, it's going to be in the millions. You have, that, that's the number of covenants with each and every mitzvah because we have our responsibility and responsibility of each and every single hundred, uh, six, uh, single. Right. comes along Rebbe, and Rebbe says, once you're already using that logic, listen to what Rebbe is going to argue, right? Whether or not he agrees with it or not, but this is his point he has to make. If you're already going to say that you're going to count the full maximum amount of covenants, okay, and, and therefore what adds to the amount of covenants that have either been kept or violated is not only the covenants that are directly on me, but it's also my responsibility of arvus for everybody else, he says, then you actually have to compound it. I guess it's, it's, you have to cube it. You have to say like this. Now listen to his logic. Because I am res- I'm responsible for my mitzvahs, all right? And I'm also responsible for yours, okay? Right? But, says Rebbe, but I'm also responsible to make sure that you're responsible for taking care of someone else. So I am responsible for... My mitzvah, I'm an arev for you, but I'm also responsible to make sure that you're going to be taking care of being an arev for somebody else. else. So therefore, you're going to count that being an arev as part of the... So you have to not only multiply the 48 by the 600,000, but that number has to be multiplied by another 600,000 because it comes out now that I'm responsible for you and everybody else, that you're responsible. So therefore, if you want to really come out, if if you're going to start counting the arvus in the amount of the covenants, then it's not enough just to say multiply it one time by 600,000. You have to multiply that number by 600,000 itself. You have to square it, right? What's that called? Squaring it, because you're responsible not only for him, but you're responsible for making sure that he does what? He does it to the other. But... He takes care of somebody else's in terms of us. That's what Rebbe points out. So he points out like this. <laughs> so Amar Rebbe, L'divri Rab Shemem Yehudo, Ish Kvar Ak, according to the Rab Shimon, if you're going to go with that logic, Sh'amar Mishem Rav Shemem, E'in Lechakol Mitzvah Mitzvah, there's no Mitzvah in the Torah, Sh'loh that in addition to having the 48, brisos, Sh'el Sheh Sh'meos and you have to multiply by the 600,000, 300, Sh'loh Sh'meos Elofim, Right? So then, then you have to come out that in addition to that, you have to add to that number another six hundred. you have to not add, you have to multiply another time by that 3,000. I think I've got the math, I think I have the math correct. You have to multiply each one because now you're compounding the amount by each and every person's you're responsible not only for him doing it, but for his obligation. He has to make sure that somebody else does it, all right? So when it says, okay, so why didn't Rav Shimon say that? Why is Rebbe saying it not Rav Shimon? So my Benayu, so I'm Rosh arva Arvada arva, da arva Meaning like this, that's, it, it, it could be a, a, I think it could be a profound obligation. Mean according to Rav Shimon, who says you only have to multiply it once, right? He says, because you're only responsible for your Arvus making sure he does it, but Rav does not hold that you also are responsible for making sure <clears throat> that he's an arev to someone else, right? That's, that's what Rav Shimon. Shimon says. The only thing you have to take into account is I got 48 Covenants, but I'm also am responsible for you to make sure you do the 48 Covenants, so I'm an Arv to you. But he doesn't agree with Rebbe, but not only am I responsible to make sure that you do it, I'm also responsible to make sure that you take care of somebody else doing it. Then said we don't go that far. So not only Arva Isle, but the Arva de Arva, and that you're responsible for the Arvas of the Arvas, that that, 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 that he does not hold. Okay. Come on, let's go by to so Rabbi Shimon ben Nachmeni, who was the, uh, that literally means the translator, it was like he was the microphone. They used to have a meturgman standing next to them, they used to whisper in their ear, the guy with a booming voice was to say, over the shir. So he says like this, that the 11 curses and the 11 blessings that are in there, very interesting over here, the long rashi, maybe we'll take a look at it in a moment. He says, even though they seem to be talking about certain curses, Cursed is the person that makes molten images and serves idols, right? Cursed is the person that goes through a whole list, and blessed is the person that doesn't do it. So it seems to be 11 completely different. He says they all tie back to one Avera. What, what Avera is that? So, the violation of adultery. No Everything ties back to adultery. Now, why? What's the reason to say that? She so he says like this because. The Lashen of Arur, Arur is a curse, usually ref- references ref- references or refers to some type of disconnect in this world. All right? That means that you're being cut off in terms of this world. There's an Arur that is a certain t- cut-, cut off. But it doesn't necessarily mean like a permanent disconnection that's going to cause you to lose everything, including your Olam Haba. It's, 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 it's limited, right? And therefore, the problem that Resh Lakish had was is that Avodah Zorah, Avodah Zorah is not just an error. person who does Avodah Zorah, that is, even though an error is bad enough, But you wouldn't just say Avodah is an Auror. The violation of Avodah fundamental violation of everything, you wouldn't just call cursed is such a person. So therefore he understood that Auror, when it says cursed is a person that does Avodah it can't be referencing a direct act of Avodah because if it would be referencing a direct act of Avodah it wouldn't just use the expression Auror. So what does it refer to? So he says it refers to a person that committed adultery, And then had a child that therefore is a mamzer. Now, what happens when a child is a mamzer? That person is going to be ostracized in society. No one's going to want to marry them. So, what does that child end up doing? goes and marries a non-Jew, goes and marries an ob and now is now embraced by the ob as opposed to being embraced, will end up, him and his children, will end up doing idolatry, so therefore, that curse is really on the parent, the parent that created, that, that, were, that, that act of adultery, are being cursed for the Avodah Zorah. But it's not on the person who did the Avodah Zara themselves, because that would be much worse than Auror. Auror is bad enough, but it's saying is, don't think you're not going to be held responsible responsible for the actions that you caused that the children, the very scary thing, that the children went ahead and did Avodah Zara. That's how. And Rashi then breaks down each and every one of the... The, the eleven, he gets to one at the end, he says, I don't know how to explain this one tied to adultery. But Raji goes through each one of them and explains that actually there is an adulterous act involved and, the, and it's the parents that caused that child, because of their adulterous act, to go ahead and then act in a certain way that it's the parents being cursed for the act of adultery, that's how that's how you go through all eleven and explain them that way. Mm-hmm. So therefore, mm-hmm. that if this person is actually doing idols, you think that's enough to just call them an Ur? Mm-hmm. Ella, what is it referring to? Zeha bala told me that somebody had relations with a woman that is forbidden to him, that there would be a chiv v'avlad ben of the holy ben, and they had a child would be a mamzer, and therefore vahalach leben that person was only accepted. By the Sa'arurim, who's the curse going on? It's their fault and on some level. Obviously, everyone's held responsible for their actions, but they, they put the child in that situation. Therefore, it does come back and be an error to them. It's not Mamish doing Avodah but they're held responsible for those actions as well. And Rashi goes, breaks down. There's a long Rashi over here. If you take a look, Ashes Ish. Uh, she says, you take a look to the left. Elazeha Zehabala Erva. Elazeha Baalah Erva, it is about. Uh, it. Right, right. the right, uh, so right towards uh, the last uh, quarter of the page. It says, Elazeha Zehabala Erva, Ashes Ish. ish a married woman, the Holy Mamzer, so a person had a relation with a married woman and he had a Mamzer, and because of his, uh, because of the uh, embarrassment that he's, uh, he's ostracized in society, can't marry any uh, regular person in the of yishon. The he cannot find someone to marry, he goes and he is embraced by the Goyim, by the over and he starts serving idols, right, of so course, who's course, not him, he's doing, he's gonna get a much bigger punishment. But Arurim Elu cursed of those as that because of their actions they are uh, held responsible for him doing avarazora. Again, it doesn't mitigate his Doing avodah zarah, but it's saying is that they are not free and clear as well. V'chein dorish is kulam, and so to each and every one of them, al achas <laughs> kol pashta, each one according to its interpretation, how it could be explained. All uh, right, uh, so oso shel arayus. Uh, uh, the person has relations with his daughter-in-law, with his mother-in-law, the Eshes Ish, they're all talking about that there's an act of adultery involved in it, and the curse is going on specifically on the adulterous act as well. The, with Behemoth, one of them is that uh, that is cursed is the person who sleeps with an animal. She says, it's not talking about an actual sleeping with an animal, it's talking about the act of Eshes Ish, but the act of Eshes Ish is like sleeping with an animal he explains that each one of them can be tied somehow to the city. At the end, he gets to the one and he says, take a look, he says, uh, someone who, uh, who skews the judgment of, a, of a, a convert or an orphan. That one, I can't explain that curse. I don't know how to explain it. But let's go back to In the Gemurim. Okay. That, that now, also explains why does this 11. Why, why? I mean, that's the common thread between common all thread the 11. Thread. Yeah, all right. Tan Rabbonah. Okay, uh, we learned in Abrahis, we have a posuk that is uh, mentioned in Dvorim that is, uh, that, that is listed that seems to be somewhat redundant. It says, And the blessing should be put on Har Grizim and the curse on Har Eval. Now the question is, what's this coming to teach me? Imulam it to teach me that Har Eval was where the bracha was. I mean, Har was on Har Grizim. And the klala was on har eval, var nemar you have a previous positive that says, Elohamdul Varah Sa'am Al Har Grizim. You already have a positive that says that on Har Grizim came the came the blessing of Elohimdul Klala Ar Eval. We already know that. So what do you have to have that Adan and Brahiban Brah? That the that, it'll that, be the good the bracha will be algrissim and the clala'll be Har eval. Why? Ella Hagdin Brahla Klala. It's teaching me that when you do the brah and the klala's you have to do the bracha before you do Klolo. That's what that redundant positivity is teaching me. So the Maybe all eleven brachas first, and then all eleven klalos. Talmud Lom, it's in the singular. It says that on her, that, that, that then our grizin will be the bracha in singular and our eva will be the klala. So it means it wins bracha klola bracha klala bracha klala in each case. So therefore bracha achas, kodem is the klala. They ain't colour brochas cod the also, we learn out from this redundancy because it's putting it together in one posture. We compare on some level the blessings to the curses. Just as we know by the, by the Levium, it says specifically they did the Klolo. So, just as the Klolo was announced by the Levium, the Brochas also were announced. By the levim as well. Avrocha levim, Ma'Klola bekol ram. And just as by the klola, it says, kol ram, they had to do it loudly. So to avrocha is also the kol ram. Even though it doesn't say it, but that's what the Hektash is going to teach me. beloshna kodesh. And just as the klola, it says specifically what they said in loshna kodesh. It said in in in, in loshna kodesh, Abrocha is beloshna kodesh, and ma is bechala Prat, And just as the klolas, we brought it right before. It said in the general terms, and it said in the specific. Also to the brachos be with the general terms and the specific, and ma klala onim amru that both sides said amen after the ones by har grizim or on har grizim on har eva. All of them answer amen av bracha onim and they all speak up and they answer amen as well. Gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Have a good job. Now.